You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay, and today we're talking about search engine optimization, but this conversation is super fun. You totally have to tune in. I am interviewing Mr. Deepak Shukla, an SEO expert and founder of Pearl Lemon, and him and I have a really great time talking about SEO. Most importantly, how important is content when it comes to search engine optimization? My typical stance is, is you can't have search engine optimization without content. I ask him what he thinks about this, and you guys will have to listen to this episode to find out the answer. Now, a few announcements. Number one, I am so happy to report that my book, The Click Technique, which you can still order at Amazon, either the Kindle version, which is 99 cents, Or if you want a paperback version, you can get that for about 20 bucks on Amazon. Stay tuned. I'll be offering that for a little bit less next week. So you can go get the Kindle version and just wait for me next week. I'll be offering it for free plus shipping once I get the website done. So do forgive. However, I am so excited to announce that we are an Amazon number one bestseller. I wanted to thank everybody who went and downloaded the book and provided all of the support for me while I release this book. You guys have heard this from me before. Writing is not my strength. So this was truly a difficult thing for me to do, but I was able to do it and I am so glad I did. Now I will write. And as I mentioned, writing is so important when it comes to search engine optimization and, and uh, content creation, social media, getting clients through inbound marketing. I get that, but I'd much rather podcast or video, but I did it and you guys can do it too. But Anyway, go make sure you check out the book at theclicktechniquebook.com. Theclicktechniquebook.com if you want to find out more about my book. I'm so excited. Number one, Amazon bestseller. Go me. Okay. Number two, if you guys head over to trafficandleads.net starting on Monday. So this is probably released on the 30th, starting Monday, August 6th. 2018, I'll be hosting another one of my awesome challenges. So excited. We have so much fun with these challenges. And if you know that you have to start digital marketing and you want to do one of these things that I'm teaching in the challenge, the challenge is the way to go. You sign up for five days. We have five days worth of training, five days worth of homework, five days worth of fun. And then I delete everything. But If you hang with me for those five days, you'll be supported by a group of about a hundred individuals that are there and doing the exact same thing as you are for five days. All it takes, it's free. And all it takes from you is a dedication to time block on your calendar to join me for these special challenges. Now, what is the topic of my challenge that I will be hosting on starting on August 6th. I know. I can't believe summer's over. That's why I keep like hesitating on that date. I can't believe it. But this challenge is going to be so awesome. The name of it is how to build a profitable email list with Facebook ads in five days. I don't care if you guys know how to do Facebook ads or don't know, or you don't even know what that means, but you know, you want to build an email list. Friends, join me for this challenge. My goal is to help those of you who are bootstrapping this this uh, digital marketing thing and helping you do this. Now there's a tagline here and it's 
for less than $500 in ad spend. So that is my goal. You don't have to spend the $500. You can walk through the challenge and spend $100. But typically, to build a healthy email list, I would love to see you spend $500 in ad spend. But regardless, you should join me for the challenge for when you're ready to spend that $500 so you can get it all set up and then you can hit go when you're ready to spend. But that is my goal. My goal for this challenge is not to go into it for you guys having to spend a ton of money in ad spend. Uh, but in order to build a profitable email list, if you're not generating traffic to your website, you're pretty much going to have to do a little bit of paid ads and $500 in ad spend is not much. So join me for this amazing challenge at trafficandleads.net. I hope to see you there. Trust me, these challenges are super fun. And finally, my name is OneClickLindsay. I'm with trafficandleads.com, an online digital marketing agency. If you need help with any digital marketing from Facebook ads, SEO, pay-per-click, inbound marketing, email marketing, landing pages, help with your webinars, please make sure you reach out to us at trafficandleads.com. And I think that's all my housekeeping for today. So there you have it. And uh, we'll see you on the challenge. Hey, Deepak, welcome to the show. So excited to have you on today. Oh, thank you, Lindsay. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. So just for fun, why don't you tell the audience a little about you and your company? Okay, brilliant. Good question. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, my name's Deepak. I am a soon to be 32. I'm based in London and I run a SEO agency. Uh, I'm sure everyone's familiar, but in case you're not, we help businesses rank for competitive search terms on Google. And uh, I think I think that's everything. Pearl Lemon. That's our name. I didn't mention our Power name. Pearl Lemon. I yeah. love it. So you guys primarily only do SEO. You don't like dip your toe into Facebook ads or paid ads or landing it's, pages or anything. You are a SEO kind of firm. It, it's a great question. So long story short, we started full service and we slowly begin have begun to remove services. Um, SEO has always been uh, my specialism background and favorite. And then it's just been better to in my personal experience to specialize. So yes, SEO only. Uh, if we do anything else outside of that, it's really just helping current clients with other things that they have. But as a service, I'd never offer, for example, Facebook ads, but I might help someone who's doing some ads if they're already an SEO client. And typically it'd be consulting rather than actual implementation. That makes sense. So it seems like the whole SEO well, it hasn't changed a ton, but I mean, Google's algorithm has gotten a lot more smart and everything kind of, kind of circles around creating excellent content in order to gain search engine results. Would you say that's true in your experience? Absolutely. I think that the fundamentals of ranking competitively, or let's just call it more broadly, actually growing an audience starts with like having excellent content and 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 i completely agree that that's a fundamental in place and then how um or rather the difficulty that comes in is a little bit probably like your audience people want to know how is it that now that i've got great content deepak what are the vehicles or what are the pathways that i need to make sure that that content gets seen by the right people and and you know obviously my my, my brand of special source would be like let's do it via seo yeah that makes sense so so it, 
to me, it's very difficult for people that I talk to, people that I train, my customers to create these valuable, awesome pieces of content. What is your secret to that? Do you guys write it for them? Do you make your customers write it? What, how do you get this great content created so you can start ranking your customers on Google? Brilliant question. Brilliant question. So the, uh, a couple of things there. So number one, um, we don't provide content. We would encourage our customers, especially when it's very industry specific or niche to write it. Number two, in the instance that they say, Deepak, we don't do any content whatsoever, then we'd recommend a, a, you know, preferred provider. And then number three, in the occasional instances that we do write some content, we'll write one or two pieces that we'll focus on for quality and then make sure that we'll build an outreach campaign around it. So between one of those three, it tends to work in option four where they don't want to write content. It's extremely technical and maybe it's not something we can support with that becomes a problem, but most typically the first three options kind of cover the bases. That makes sense. So one more SEO question, because I actually want to talk to you about LinkedIn as well, um, is this. So we've been having this discussion amongst uh, amongst a couple of people in my sphere. And it seems like, you know, obviously we all have a limited amount of time. So to create like a 1500 to 2000 word long blog post a week around, you know, making an article extremely immersive and better than the number one, the number one ranking one is, is really time consuming. And so my recommendation, actually, I should just ask you your opinion. Do you think it's better for someone to write a blog article a week of a blog post that's maybe 500 to 800 words long or every other week or once a month, something that's 2000 to 3000 word words long and extremely like immersive and, and, and com- a complete blog post. Which one of those two items do you think works better? Brilliant question. And I'm going to really, really good question. And I'm going to answer it in an alternative way. I think it's going to support both answers. Guys, if you're having the content problem question, right, here's a simple tip that most businesses don't do. It's really easy to do. It has great SEO value is very quickly, look up your competitors. I know that you know who they are. Get a spreadsheet and go through the first three pages for their branded keyword terms. So if it's, for example, one click, if one click Lindsay is in the same space as you, Google one click Lindsay, find out every network that she is active on and go and make sure that you create profiles and connect them to your main site on those platforms. Now imagine that there's four different versions of people that offer similar advice in their own way to one click Lindsay, do that same process for all of those places and then make sure that that's going to really improve your branded network strength, which shows you that you're around to stay from Google's perspective, because suddenly you've got probably a lot of high DA sites that you're beginning to create profiles on that might not commercially serve a benefit to you. Cause you might be like, well, Deepak, we sell consulting services. We don't need to be on Pinterest, but that's not really of the initial concern to Google. And then the secondary element to that is make sure that you work really well with the content that you do have, because there's no right answer here, but making sure that you've got a good spread on the internet. And then in secondary to that, making sure that you have a lot of social signals go out. So what I mean by that is get your piece of content and make sure you have some level of syndication set up so that at least it's being shared to relevant platforms. And however you do that, and there's lots of ways to do that, whether it's your IFTTT network, 
whether it's actually, you know, doing some of the manual shares, depending on, kind of, on the kind of business that you are and making sure you do do that on other places that you might not think of, like Tumblr, Blogspot, mm-hmm. Weebly, mm-hmm. and all of these kind of second tier sites are places that with probably a week's work you can get set up on does increase the amount of social signals that you have go have going out leads to your blog getting indexed faster and creates a lot more network strength so whatever you do do that part because 90 percent of businesses don't ever even think about that and that can be a little bit of an edge that you'll get i like it so for those that don't know what ifttt is why don't you tell the audience Brilliant. So I think that they dub it or someone else has dubbed it as duct tape for the internet. Basically, it's like getting one thing to speak or share or talk to another. So if you, for example, write a blog on a WordPress site, you can then have a rule set up on your IFTTT network, if this, then that, meaning if I post a blog on WordPress, then it will post to LinkedIn, or it will post to Tumblr. And that's a really interesting space that you can look at to really push some of the syndication that you do. And that works as well on places like Medium, Tum, uh, you know, all of the places that I said. So, so do explore that um, as a space. And then for those devil's advocate, people who are like, Deepak, I really just want to know the answer to my question. Just make sure that you write really excellent content. If you're going to pick, you know, regularity versus long form, Google loves long form indexation, but if it's not realistic, you're going to write it. Just go with, go mm-hmm. with your strength. Because mm-hmm. if you, if, if, if you, if, if, if it's hard for you, you're probably going to give up. And that's the challenge that a lot of people face. So if you're better at writing 250 word blogs and you can stick to that with regularity, then just do that. Because if I tell you to write 3000 words and you're going to do it once every four months in reality, don't do that. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's such a struggle. Can you rank you this is you have to answer yes or no on this because i am the host and i have to make you okay no none of this seo i I get it because i answer questions in a it depends answer all the way but right now i'm gonna i'm gonna nail you down and make you do this so can you rank on google can you rank on google without producing content yes or no yes whoa okay uh how so depends upon the marketplace if you're a plumber and you have some good SEO fundamentals and you're trying to rank for plumber, insert any small town that you care about, then you can go a long way without SEO, uh, without rather content, Content. because there's going to be some fundamentals that most of your competition aren't doing. So the general rule of thumb, people, is the less tech savvy that your market inherently is, uh, then the more chance that you have of actually ranking. So when I say tech savvy, I'm now thinking a lot of kind of home services or in-store services. So that's plumbers, local plumbers, hairdressers, um, cleaners, anything of that ilk, decorators, upholsterers, all of this kind of stuff. In that space, you've got a good chance of you know ranking without any content with just a couple of pages, as long as you make sure that you've got some of the fundamentals in place. 
I like it. Okay, great answer. Um, I want to go back to (laughs) you. You passed the test. Um, I want to go back to the importance of social signals. So we both know, and I'm just going to remind the audience, Google takes into account hundreds of factors in determining who comes up first when someone types in a search on Google. How important are these social signals? Because they don't really count as what we would call traditional backlinks, right? They're social signals. How important in your practice have you found social signals to be? It's a good question. So I'd say that social sig- uh, social signals are definitely uh, a part of the puzzle. So the more competitive the space that you're in, the more important every factor becomes. So if we're talking about the local plumber, then I'd say, you know what, it doesn't matter if you post on Facebook because there's some simple things that we can do in light of your competition notice I said competition, that mean that you doing a little bit will get you very far. So if you're a marathon runner competing against a load of people that have never even entered a marathon before, then you don't need to train so much because, you know, you're already going to do well. However, if you're suddenly running Boston, because now you're saying, well, Deepak, I am a fashion house, then every factor becomes important. So the general rule of thumb is as the curve of, ability or competition goes up. Therefore, the importance of these social elements go up. Fair enough. I want to ask you something and you're welcome to pass on this. Um, so Uh-oh. I recently attended a keynote. I don't think we're going to get to LinkedIn today, by the way. Uh, I, re- okay. <laughs> <laughs> I recently attended a keynote by Rand Fishkin, who I know, you know who that is. Yep. For those that don't know, yeah. he's like the godfather of SEO. He knows everything about SEO. He created Moz, all this stuff. So he was talking about uh, the recent shift in the past couple of years of people actually Googling and uh, Google basically displaying a rich content piece and people not clicking into a website. What do you think that means for the future of SEO? It's, 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 it's a really good question. I think that um, it's, to be honest with you, it's, it's, that's, st- okay, so that's still SEO, everybody. That is SEO because for those, for that content that's displayed, how that works traditionally is, is again, Google will make a decision upon, you know, a site that's serving up the best content to its users and will traditionally serve a snippet from that. Now, there'll probably be, some variations of that, which you'll, which you'll refer to, but the broad rule or the broad rule of thumb is that that's the preference that Google will give. So then that really ultimately just means that we need to adapt in light of that. So the future of SEO is all of the things that you're still very familiar with, which is accelerated mobile pages, looking at your, you know, there's, there's kind of lots of technical elements to it and those rich snippets uh, and that content at the top that you refer to, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely um, a big, a big, a, a big opportunity. But again, for the general, for, for general people in business, I would say that that's again, looking higher up the curve and most of your competition, depending upon where you're at, what space you're in, won't really be so concerned with that. So I'd say definitely something to think about, but unless you've got some of those fundamentals that we spoke of in place, then I wouldn't even be worrying about that. It's a little bit like the marathon runner thinking about the jail nutrition supplement he should take mile 18 when he's not even picked out his track shoes. Fair enough. But do you think, so I'm coming from an agency perspective where of course the name of my agency is traffic and leads where we're trying to generate actually, you know, leads for people. So if people are going and they're finding their answers 
without having to click like Google displays the answers, then we, we limit the ability to get their name and email or produce an opt-in or show them our other products or whatever. People sure. just see it on Google. So don't you think that kind of sucks and will S the value of SEO diminish because I've, of it? Absolutely. It's a good question. So no, because what Google will tend to typically display is the, the, the kind of top, level keyword search term. And there's probably a new, well, there's always innumerable variations around a keyword search term. And furthermore, that doesn't then mean that someone's journey is going to stop. It means that they'll, that they'll search for a question or rather an answer to a question and they'll find it on Google, uh, because of the search result that Google has displayed. And they may go away and, you know, approach your website, perhaps later or run a different search. So I'd say that all that's happening really, guys, is that the search journey is going to change a little bit. But then in place of it, we've also got other elements such as, you know, voice assisted search. Mm -hmm. Then we've also, of course, got like the rise of video and some people are still shifting into, you know, how do, what do we do to optimize our sites for mobile first and all of these kind of other areas. So, uh, so, so in one sense, you could argue yes, but then equally, there's also rising areas such as, for example, Alexa skills and how to rank within the Alexa marketplace. It's now been the latest thing that we've looked at. So where one door seems to shut, arguably, there's about three or four others that are opening. So in place of that, I'd say that, you know, there's lots of other things that you could explore that do have a huge bearing in terms of SEO. Love it. Um, so you mentioned mobile first. I haven't addressed that on the show before. Can you explain to the audience a little bit about what that is and what it means? Yeah, sure. So, so, so guys, probably the same way that, you know, you engage on your day to day. Um, you, you might be getting off the metro, getting out of your car and quickly searching for a restaurant or, you know, the, the kids playground because you are picking them up from somewhere else and you'll pop out your mobile and you'll quickly run a search and you'll pop open a web page uh, to, 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 to look at the place. That's an example of more and more people's search journey today. Google recognizes that. So Google is, of course, in the interest of displaying and providing the best content possible to its users because they're the guys ultimately that help it make money. So the better ready your website is for that kind of search journey, I've just highlighted and that has you know thousands hundreds of thousands of variations if you're walking into you know h&m or primark or you know uh tiffany's and you pull up another store because you want to check out a price the better ready your website is for mobile the more preference that google is going to give you to the extent that your mobile site needs to be as good probably better than your actual desktop site because google's going to start giving preference to those sites so that is what being mobile ready means today. And it's, yeah, it's super important. Most of your users will come to your website on a mobile device. Chances are. Exactly. So agreed. you also mentioned accelerated mobile pages. I know I'm making you define all of your jargon today, but why don't you go ahead and define that piece? Absolutely. So um, basically um, what an accelerated, accelerated mobile page really means is it's specifically a page that's been developed for the mobile experience. Um, the term AMP really refers to um, stuff that's been built on top of existing website technology. So if you have a site built, for example, on PHP, if you have a site built 
in WordPress. It'd be a technology that sits on top of that. So it's not a framework of itself that's core to the build of a site for any of you people that own sites and say, well, hey, mine's in Shopify. Do I need to build it in AMP? No. AMP is what sits on top of that technology. And really simply what it means is how your actual page is structured to make sure that it loads incredibly fast. So the other way to look at it, perhaps if that seems somewhat confusing, is your site might have lots of, for example, moving parts. When I say moving parts, it might have, you know, like an animated GIF. You might have a video. You might have a little bit of flash. And flash? there'll be, like, for Who example. Uses flash? I'm kidding. Sorry. I had to say that. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I dealt with a site owner that has flash Dang. just yesterday. That's why it came up. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, what's wrong with flash? And uh, then it became an awkward conversation. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's. If you can ultimately, for example, get your JavaScript to load at the bottom of a page and get your static images to load first, then it's much easier for the local browser to fetch the data because it keeps it in, in, in its cache. So really simply, it just means if you're going to ignore everything I've said, you can make specific web pages load really, really fast, almost instantly. And the best examples of sites that already do that our sites, new sites do it really well, you know, up, up, up viral and anything that kind of is viral news. The BBC here um, in the UK um, makes good use of that. And again, Google displays even more preference to, you know, accelerated mobile page searches. And you can quickly look it up, you know, is, is my site AMP friendly? And you'll find some, you know, some tools that can allow you to make those checks and then you can just pass it on to a developer or your developer if you really can't be bothered I love with it. it. So my final question is when people are ready to dive in to start either doing SEO on their own or they go to a agency yeah. like yours, um, what, what, yeah. what are like the main, what, what's a good, what's the like number one main trap or, or situation that they're going to encounter that they, that we're going to warn them about in this episode? Oh, good question. So the main, okay. So, if you're considering SEO, then the more open your house is, the better. So what I mean by that is you really should consider having a technology that most people are familiar with. Uh, and when I say most people, the developers are familiar with and then can get access to because it is the marketplace that you're in becomes more competitive or you begin to compete more in that marketplace the, um, the your, your your team's going to need more access to the technology. So if you think of, for example, Shopify is a good example. So Shopify are brilliant websites that load quickly, that are really well designed for e-commerce that companies do do millions on. Um, what you won't often find with sites such as Shopify is them ranking for lots of page one search terms because you can't really edit any of their code because it's owned the IP, if you will, by Shopify because they're able to scale that. The problem for that, if you're considering SEO, is that you're you're going to encounter a problem mm-hmm. along the way. Maybe not day one, but as you go up the scale, uh, as you go up the scale of of, of competition, it's going to become more problematic. Generally speaking, generally this this applies to Wix, Squarespace. Weebly, Instapage, yep. Squarespace. All of these platforms, there's also archaic or outdated platforms. Zencart is one that we encountered recently. Yeah. So, 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 
Perfect, perfect. Um, so generally speaking, guys, um, the reason that WordPress, and WordPress has its own problems, but the reason that WordPress is the incumbent is you can say, Deepak, you are completely rubbish. I don't want to work with you anymore. And any other SEO agency can pick it up and also can start working with it. And the other final thing is to say is if you ever get a design built from a web agency, be very, very wary of any web agency who offers you their internal architecture to actually build your site, meaning that you use their specifically built modules and codes because that's also going to be a pain in the backside because, again, it's their way of keeping you attached to their technology and, and you really want to go for stuff that's open source. It's a little bit like the whole Android is good if you want to start playing with the code, but iOS is great if you want a great experience. If you're considering SEO, you're even if you don't know it, a person who wants to play with the code. So the Android answer to technology in this instance is WordPress, broadly speaking, and anything mm -hmm. that's PHP, Magento, all of these kinds of platforms, Java, anything that you can ultimately, anything that has an open framework. When it has closed doors, you're gonna, I'm going to at some point ask you to, mm -hmm. to change house. And that's probably the two things I'd say be, be wary of. That's great. That is a great tip. Have you successfully been able to drive large amounts of traffic through SEO to a Shopify or a Wix or a Squarespace store? Once we've got to a certain cutoff point, it has, okay, so yes and no. Yes, because we've got them to page one for keyword terms that are important to their business. So therefore they said, Deepak, ha ha, you were wrong in your initial <laughs> This crazy customers. Yeah, absolutely. But this really applies to those businesses that are in low frequency comp comp competition, competitive markets. So, you know, we work, for example, in some cases with, with, with salons and their competition really don't do SEO as aggressively as one or two of the major players, meaning that you can still get a lot of the way. Um, mm -hmm. without it goes back to the first of our conversation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the exceptions to the rule only happen when you're in those kind of low competition environments. But if you're trying to rank for consulting for digital market for, for a bunch of places, then, 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 then no, you, you we can't, we're going to, we're going to struggle to really rank you in any way that is considered viral. But yes, if you're a plumber, and you want to rank in, you know, Daytona, then yeah, I could probably make that happen. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Okay. Do you have five more minutes? I do. <laughs> okay. So I'll just tell the audience. So when I, when I brought, when I brought Deepak onto the show, one of his talking points was how to get 20,000 LinkedIn followers. So we are going to segue. Do you think you can tell us this in five minutes? I can. I can. Okay. So how do you get 20,000 LinkedIn followers? that are real people on LinkedIn. Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely. So guys, the number one thing that people, the mistake that you make is, 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 it's just going and being like, right, Deepak, you're just going to tell me to add a bunch of people every day, aren't you? And over time that's going to compound <laughs> and that's your answer. And ha, oh, tell me something that I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to kind of just deal with that objection first. At one stage of it, I am of course going to tell you to do that because it's like, 
telling a marathon runner to run. Of course, you got to bloody run. Um, but that's that's. Do you really run sp- marathons? I have to stop you. Do you run marathons? Is that why this is your favorite uh, analogy? Yeah, yeah. Twenty three of them I've done so far. So okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> good, 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 good shout. Yeah, no, absolutely. Running, run, running is in my blood. Um, awesome. So, so hey guys, um, the number one thing is that um, you know LinkedIn. You need to think of it like a conversion channel. So that means that if your LinkedIn if your LinkedIn profile was like your e-commerce shop, you need to make it as attractive as possible to your prospective buyer. So the amount of you folk that don't, for example, have a customized cover image, number one. Number two, have a picture of yourself actually smiling like it makes you look like you know, someone that's worth connecting to. Number three, do you have close to 100 endorsements across a multitude of areas that are relevant to your target demographic? Number four, how many recommendations do you have? I have about 55. You should have at least 15. That's number five. Number six, what about your calls to action in terms of your profile and your summary? Are you using in your profile headline, which is, you know, that bit that, you know, sits underneath Deepak Shukla or, you know, or anybody, you know, mine says SEO expert in my surname because I know that that will help me rank in search. And as well as that, it defines what I do. Number five, your call to action is I'm a founder, but people don't care that I'm a founder because that doesn't really tell them what I do. I say I'm a founder because it's important to help for those that search, but also I say that I'm an SEO expert. And also I say that I've got a hundred plus case studies. And also I say that I've got 23 marathons under my belt because I want to target humans. I want to target my target market and I want to target other entrepreneurs. So once I've done all of those things, I also carry on and do that across my profile, i.e. make your profile as interesting as possible, not just to your target market, but to the wider world. Because you know what? If you're looking for SEO experts, I know that you know that there's 100 101 of me, but I know that you probably won't find an SEO expert that's done marathons. Or if they have, they're not putting it onto the profile. So once mm-hmm. you've got your ducks in order, then you can go out and start making the connection requests. Now, there's obviously a range of automated tools. I won't mention any, but you could Google one and you could find one. If you're not familiar, then just Google it and you'll find one. And then subsequent to that, the other trick that people don't know is that LinkedIn Sales Navigator, if you do sign up, it allows LinkedIn to ultimately give you more bandwidth to connect with more people. So if you're connecting with 30 a day without LinkedIn Sales Navigator, you can start connecting with 50 to 60 a day with LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And the final thing to say when you do connect with people is to make sure that you connect with for, with them for a reason that makes sense, i.e., I went to a university called Warwick. I know that you've not heard of it, but it's not important that you've not heard of it, audience, because <laughs> I make sure that I connect with marketing directors and business development managers worldwide who have attended Warwick at some point in their academic career. And, career. and then I say, hey, Frank, I noticed that you're a Warwick alumni like myself and that you're in the marketing space. I thought it'd be super cool to connect. And then if you apply that to any place that you've worked at ever, if it's a reason to connect, then you can use that. That increases your connection acceptance rates. That increases the amount of responses that you get. And then, of course, there's the usual content stuff, which I came to last because you also thought I was going to say, you need to produce fresh content daily on LinkedIn. 
<laughs> of course you do, everybody. I'm not going to say that because it's obvious, but simple to say, hard to do. Come back to Lindsay or I after you've done 90 days of doing what I've just said, and then I'll know that you've actually executed. There you go. That's it. Dang. <laughs> That was amazing. Thank you so much. I just had, I was dying to know. So I had to, I had to ask. So now friend, before I let you go, I'm going to turn the time back over to you. Tell us again, anything you want us to know. And again, how to find you and, and the, and the stage is yours. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Um, Hey everybody. So, you know, um, Pearl Lemon, so Pearl, like a pearl you'd wear around your neck is the name of the agency. If you can't be bothered to do that, then just Google my name, Deepak Shukla. If you can't find me, I'm doing a really bad job. But if you can't type Deepak Shukla London, a little bit like Tupac Shakur, but I'm Indian. I've got an English accent. I don't rap where I used to, but Deepak Shukla London. And hey, listen, connect with me on LinkedIn, I presume is the other thing. Look me up and uh, I'm sure Lindsay somewhere will maybe make yeah, reference to Yeah, on the show notes. Me. You'll see everything about this cool guy exactly. on the show notes. So. Oh, touch wood. And and uh, to the audience, thank you and goodbye. So I told you that was an awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. So there you go. I hope you really enjoyed it as much as I did. Now, before I let you go, a few items of business. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review anywhere you're listening to this episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast, or you can leave us a review on our Facebook page. That would be fantastic. And don't forget, folks, to go to trafficandleads.net and sign up for my how to build your profitable email list with Facebook ads in just five days challenge starting on August 6th. And I will see you there until next time, folks. I'm one click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Mm-hmm.